For the past few years on the good old internet, there has been a gender divide when it comes to dating, which I think we can boil down to men with traditional values versus women with modern values. And to capitalize off of this, we have seen countless relationship podcasts and intimacy experts pop up. And although this divide is no longer at its peak, it still lives on and drains some of the life out of us in the process. Well, today I want to introduce you to two men whose work is doing something about this. Some people that have had some some smoke are like dictatorship with the points they're trying to get across. Mm. And it's like, they have like a very like egotistical um, agenda of like, I need a platform because people need to hear mm. what I have to say on this thing. And it just creates this like horrible, horrible mentality where everyone's just like, yeah, just unplug the microphones. These yeah. guys are not allowed to speak anymore. I think a lot of people, um, if anything, use us as a, like a nice respite from the gender wars. I think the way we come at things is like strong opinions loosely held. Like we can like argue about something and then very quickly someone will be like, oh, that's actually not true because of X, Y, and Z. And we're immediately like, oh, fair. okay, fair, fair enough. enough. <laughs> we're wrong, fair enough. That's it's it. like we're wrong. Fuhad and James from Shits and Gigs are here to have a bit more serious than usual of a conversation with the perks and responsibilities of their jobs as podcasters in the sex and relationship space. I did say a bit more serious. So how do we get more men actively engaged in these conversations? A mutual friend of ours is a school teacher. And she said uh, one of like the most heartfelt like compliments to me. Um, and she said that like, I made a joke one time on a clip where I said, I wanted to suck the skin off your dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, from the, from, cause you said the you were, food truck. Yeah, because yeah. I asked him, what, what what was the best Christmas present you could give to me? And she said that she had a, a class uh, full of ninth graders. And he said, bro, I'll suck the skin off your dick, please. Can I have the pencil? And she said, like, you're, that's, there's never been a time where um, you could get teenage boys to express such a nuanced mm. um, version of masculinity and not be chastised for it in the class. Like everyone just laughed and it was all good. And it's like, I've never seen that. It's about introducing a more nuanced understanding of masculinity. I, I want to put some like sentimental music behind that. Suck like the skin off your dick story. Cause you meant it to be heartwarming, but like the context was really crazy. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> it was special. Lovers and friends. Lovers and friends. I'm gonna take you on a trip, baby. I don't pretend I say. Lovers and friends. Uh. I'm gonna hold you down, down to the end, I say. Hi there, lovers and friends. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Shan Boudram. I'm a public-facing sex and relationship expert with an educational background in sexology, psychology, and journalism. I've been in this space for the past 15 years. And before I did this trivia time, do you know what I did? Time's up. I was a photographer. And the reason that I got into photography was because I was tired of seeing friends of mine, female model friends of mine, exploited by male photographers. You know, women who wanted to be pictured beautifully and seen and feel sexy um, would often have photographers who would take advantage of that relationship. So I felt that I could step in and give women that power to see themselves, how they felt on the inside in a photo without the experience feeling exploitative. So I tell that story because I did it to wag my finger at men who just took pictures so that they could be around very attractive women. But let me tell y'all a secret. Sometimes as a podcaster, it feels like I have this whole thing and this whole show just so that I can have an excuse to talk to people that I'm really obsessed with. Um, and this is what that episode, this episode today is all about. I 
love their content. Not necessarily for the educational value, although as we talked about this, there is some of that sprinkled in there, but more so just to see the friendship. Like as somebody who loves love and loves connections, it doesn't have to be romantic in order for me to make something goals and their relationship and their friendship is goals. And I just wanted to be a part of that magic. So I actually reached out to them quite some time ago and they left me on red. And then somehow, some way they were coming to America and their PR person or their manager reached out and said, would you be interested in having, I was like, yes. Like I was like, you, I should just flash the messages right now between myself and my team. And they're like, there's these guys from England. I was, yes, yes. And I know that I'm not alone in this because when I posted on my story that I was with James and Fuhad, many of you were constantly DMing me after that. Like, when is this episode coming out? And the answer is right now. And we're going to get to it really quickly because I don't want to do a bunch of preamble because I know why you're here. Let's just be honest. I do want to let you know, though, that this episode has four ad breaks in it. And at the end of this episode, in light of the fact that I am here to delight in these men's friendship, I thought it would be appropriate for me to talk about the ending of the Know For Sure podcast. And although I'm not personal friends with the host of that show, I once had a duo, not podcast, but I had a blog years ago with somebody that ended for similar reasons. And I feel like I could offer some practical advice or some words of wisdom. And again, because I don't know them, can't call them, but I, I will share them here. So we'll get to that. But first, with all the joy and applause and gratitude, let's dive into our conversation with the man from Shits and Gigs. Hello. That's good. I think it's time that I pop out the cake and say I'm a really big fan. We love to Thank hear you. It. Thank you very you much. You know, it's just never the right time to say you don't know when, because I don't mm. want to say it off camera and then have to repeat it here. Because you should know from the bottom of my heart, I genuinely enjoy your content. Oh, thank you so much. My sister put me onto it and she's like, it's just the most joyful thing ever. And I was like, I just took a little bit more time, but I found you on my own after oh, okay. she suggested okay. you. Okay. And then I'm like, it genuinely is the most joyful thing ever. Thank you so much. Thank you. It really is. Yeah, it's like a so slice of rainbow cake every oh, day. Wow. Damn. Yeah. That's, that's high. <laughs> but cake yeah. every day can also be tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cavities. <laughs> yeah. That is cavities. Yeah. Okay, my basic understanding of the podcast yeah. is a sex and relationship podcast with a lighthearted spin. Incorrect? I wouldn't say it's incorrect. There are times we do delve and phase into like relationships, sex and things like that, but it's more so based on our friendship slash relationship to towards certain situations. If, if it just so happens to land on yeah, sex and relationships exactly. like 80% of the time. That's what yeah. to say. Don't yeah, say yeah, like yeah, some yeah, of the times. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... A lot of the times to be fair, yeah. A lot of the times it is, yeah. So it's a lot of our, our past experiences and how we can help people with our experiences based on their situations. So, so. you are trying to help. Uh, we're trying to, I'd say we're trying to help, but yeah. It's, it's a bit of fun, but it's also light help as well. Yeah, yeah. What does light help mean? I mean, we're only two guys talking on the microphone. Like, don't take my word for gold. Yeah, Basically is what I mean that's, it, yeah, that's fun, it, that's yeah. it, that's it. We always end every sentence with like, I also don't know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, facts. So I, just... I'll give you the best advice in the world. We'd be like, but if it fucks up, don't, don't come to me. <laughs> don't come to me, yeah, so. It's interesting because my perspective of how I came into this space is I wanted to be a sex educator because I felt like this was a space that everybody else was using to sell their agenda, to sell their yeah. product, like sex sells. But yeah. sex education does not use its best asset to sell. It's like very dry and monotonous and faceless and it's not very warm and inviting and funny and fun. It's like, okay, well, how do I inject some levity but bring in factual information? And you guys are the same, but like in the inverse, where you're like levity first, and mm. then we'll try to sprinkle in a little bit of help here and there. Mm. 
That's literally it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. summed up better than us. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you summed up much better than us. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take that and going to use that for our next one as well. Yeah. 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 Facts. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious how much better you've gotten in the bedroom since you began the podcast in four years. So you've been given the opportunity to learn from millions of people. Yeah. How has it impacted you? Since we started the podcast, self, uh, self-confidence has gone up. Mm. There's a lot less because... Before, typically when you, especially when you sleep with someone for the first time, um, it's it's daunting. just, yeah, it's just, it's daunting and it's stressful. And you don't want to like, especially for, uh, I know for uh, for myself mm. and for Fuhad and a lot of our friends, it's like, you don't put your signature on it. It's very just yeah, gray. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You just go for the fundamentals on the first time, first mm. few times. And then once you build up that what confidence. What does that mean? You fundamentals? Said, yeah, like, no, but you said you don't put your signature on it. It's very gray. Yeah, so I, like, if I want to spit in your mouth, I'm not going to do it the first time I, I, I yeah, see with you, yeah? yeah? And then, like, stuff like that. So, is like, that your signature? Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's in there. It's yeah. in there somewhere. What is your signature sex move? I'm embarrassed that I don't have an answer to this because good chefs have a signature dish or a signature spice that they use. So I've got to really brainstorm what mine can be or would be. I will say before having a long-term romantic partner, when I first moved to America, my signature move was speaking a little Francais in the bedroom. And because I was so rusty, the only thing I remembered was the Hail Mary in French. So I would like in my sexiest voice be like, je vous salue Marie, prenez la glace. Le Seigneur est avec vous. Now, of course, if you actually speak French, you are shaking your head in disappointment or laughing hysterically because that is not good French. But I'm not alone. Only 22% of Americans speak a language other than English at home. Start learning a new language today and be the exception, not the rule with our sponsor, Babbel. Because with Babbel, you start speaking a new language in just three weeks and like actually speaking the language. Why Babbel though? Because it works. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor, Babbel's quick 10 minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts. And these lessons are delivered with conversation-based teaching, from, again, language experts. And if you're traveling, it is so easy to pick up on how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while on vacation. And it's fun to learn because when you say it and pronounce it right, for example, let me say something out loud that I have not even told to my parents or management yet. Mi sueño es mudarme a Puerto Rico en los próximos dos años. Babbel's gonna let you know with this sound. With over 10 million subscriptions sold, Babbel is real language learning for real conversations, and it's really time to ask yourself, why not you and why not now? And here is a special, limited time too. For our listeners, get started right now and get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for listeners of Lovers and Friends at babbel.com slash lovers. Again, spell it out, B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash lovers. Rules and restrictions apply. We talk about these things very openly and then you you see the messages and you get the feedback and you're like, oh, I'm not a, I'm not a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is normal. Um, so definitely you feel a lot more confident to just like be yourself sexually and just like um, understand that yeah, it's very little taboo. And also understand that um, we've learned we're very modest sexually like our kink mm-hmm. game is low yeah yeah um so yeah we need to i'm 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 desperate to to find more kinks because i'm i'm vanilla as fuck apparently it's also one of those ones for me personally like kinks and like trying new things i've always been in my wheelhouse but it's one of those ones where when you're in the moment sometimes i can't be bothered to draw for the kinks or draw <laughs> do you know what i mean i'm inside and it's like it's no it's 
And I, I just probably get too excited and forget. And it's just like, you know what, I'm here now. Do you know what I mean? I'm at the party, I've arrived. Like, I don't need to go back out and get something. Um, you know, I'm, I'm calm. Well, most times you have to prepare for the kink. Exactly. And, yeah. I yep. feel like, and I feel like the prep may sometimes, not necessarily dull the moment, but like, I just want the stuff to be ready. I, like, I want to walk into a room and the stuff be there as opposed to have to prep it. I think for me, that sometimes may take the, the facade out of it, you know? I was having this conversation actually with my husband recently about porn in that looking for porn can be such a turnoff. So if I don't have pre-selected videos, sometimes going to porn for the assist actually takes away from even wanting to yeah. do it at all, period. Literally. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I feel like many straight women are just accustomed to having it prepared in advance anyways. Okay. You got to really make, it's music, it's making sure that you have a lotion that's not going to burn or a lube that's not going to wow. burn, if, depending on yeah. what age you're at, if you have access to lube at the time and... Yeah, I think a lot of it is like preparation and scene setting. Did you guys ever treat yourself to prep for self-pleasure time? Never. I don't think I've ever prepped in my life for self-pleasure time. But I would say, um, like back in my young years, probably in like uni times, this is when I was like discovering different porn sites. I'd found one, I'd be like, wow, I've never seen this one before, so I'd save it. And then in, in an essence, that's prep. But I wouldn't save a video, no. I don't think I've ever prepped in my life. The only like... I prep my blood pressure. If I know the house is going to be free in 45 minutes, yeah, yeah. I'm prepped here. Yeah. But like, yeah, in terms of actual props, like I'm just so lazy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even change into comf comfortable nah, clothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's embarrassing my prep game, which I think actually probably does transition. Like you mentioned earlier, probably does actually transition into like sex with partners and stuff like that. Mm. It's just like when you were even mentioning small things, like I need to get this ready or even having porn videos ready. I'm thinking, I don't do any yeah. of that. So what do you do? I, um, for self-pleasure? Well, yeah. Like if you're even just preparing for sex, period, what does that look like? It looks like a shower, I'm sure. I'm sure. Selecting yeah. underwear that you feel oh, good yeah. about. I don't even go as far yeah. as the underwear. Nah, nah, I don't do that either. <laughs> a shower and I'm ready. Shower, Calvin's on. Yeah. And we're, we're cream. We're, yeah, we're good to go. You put no thought into looking through your underwear drawer and saying these ones make me feel the sexiest. These ones make me feel the girthiest. I avoid like, not really the the. I don't even know what to call it, the the safety drawers. Yeah, just just mm. like the regular regular stuff. Yeah, I avoid that. But in terms of actually thinking like, bang, these are the ones. Yeah, nah. It's not really a prep thing. It's just what I wanted to it's wear. Sound lazy, you know. I know. I know. I'm as, as we're it. saying it, yeah. What about a little bit of manscaping? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, prep yeah. in that sense, yes, for sure. Yeah, okay, now for we're talking. Sure. Yeah, yeah, manscaping yeah, yeah. Is, is, yeah, you hit the nail on the head is, that one. is up there. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, I take meticulous care. Yeah, I would that. be shocked if up here looked how it looked on you and then down there was just rag or rag. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I'm meticulous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, take care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take care. But after yeah. that, yeah, it literally manscaping, shower, mm. smelling good, feeling clean, and there's no more prep. Well, condoms, if you're in that space. What about lube? L mm, lube. I slack on lube. I'm going to put my hands up. If she didn't bring it, I just feel bad. Yeah, lube isn't... I think lube is only once in a blue. It's not something I use on a regular at all. I'm asking these questions because what flagged for me is that you said that over the past four years, you've got more confident. I feel like the more I learn about sex, the less confident that I get. Why? Because you realize how much there is, there is yeah. mm. and how different people's preferences are. Yeah. So when I often talk to people who are not very experienced, they're like, I know what I'm doing. Like, yeah, I know yeah, that they're yeah, pleased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I could probably do a survey 
I actually did a show that was called X-Rated where people's exes did a 21 question survey about their sexual performance, romantic performance. Oh, and majority Jesus. of people were like, I know I'm amazing. And it was like four out of tens, Damn. six out of tens. Because when you have that mindset that like, I know, it's like you don't ask the question. So I feel like as I've gotten more knowledgeable, I've gotten more insecure that I'm like, I probably will not be your best. Cause oh, I've heard. Oh yeah, 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 I'm not, yeah, to be fair, let's not, yeah, I don't get confused. I don't, conf I didn't mean confident as in like, I'm confident I'm about to kill this. Mm. I'm more, Let's say less insecure as opposed to more confident. Less okay. insecure about myself okay. and just like being in this dance as opposed to more confident of like I'm the shit. Mm. Because yeah, one thing I will say is we say it all the time um, <clears throat> is that yeah, that like it is a case of the more you know you is the more you realize you don't know. Yeah. Um, and the amount of stuff people get sent in about like kinks and stuff like that. Mm. That's why I said we're vanilla as hell. Cause I thought like, oh, I'm into all sorts. Yeah, yeah, and then you yeah. realize you're like, damn, I'm not, I'm not into anything. I mean, I'm not into half of what yeah, these guys, these, these yeah. are living life. Yeah, yeah, it's a different ball game for them. <laughs> I think it's embracing the truth that as much as you're probably someone's best, you're probably other people's worst. One yeah, million percent. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I, I have nothing else yeah, to say. No, yeah, I've got, yeah, a, yeah, I've got yeah, no shame yeah, yeah. in saying that. I can, off the top of my head, I can think of at least three people I was their worst. <laughs> I know one of them. <laughs> I know one of them for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I understand that for sure. Facts. What are some of the things that you have learned through your time of getting so many people's raw, unfiltered truth about this part of life that most people keep very private? One thing I've learned from people in general is that. They are, they feel way more comfortable communicating themselves to two strangers yeah. than they would to their partner. Their partner. Um, and the amount of times we've had stuff sent in, like, help me, help me, help me. Um, I'm in this situation. It could be a case of like, oh, we went a few rounds and I kept coming quickly and I don't know what to do and stuff like that. And then mm. it just simply being a case of like, this message, if you actually just said this, to the person, yeah, it would be Probably fine. Solved yeah, 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 it would be completely fine. But the yeah. fact that you're just silent and you're pretending it didn't happen is is what's making this situation brutal. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, people's communication is crazy low. I completely agree. I've got yeah, that's that's literally nail on. That's head. the number one thing I've learned. That is the number one thing for sure. Because even the example that you just gave, James, which I'm inferring from it, that somebody wrote in who comes quickly. How do you bring that up to a partner in a way that's just not embarrassing and taking all the sexiness out of the sex? I think oh. well, I, one thing I've realized as well, which is also what I said about when in terms of like having less insecurities is that like, for me personally, obviously I, we talk about this stuff on camera. Mm -hmm. So I, like, it would be easy for me personally, this is not applicable to everyone, but it'd be easy for me to open up to that person because this is just, it's on brand for me. Cause I talk about these stories all the time. So if mm -hmm. it happened to you, we can find the funny in it very easily. Mm -hmm. um, and I think people have that disconnect where they think like, Ah, oh, like humor is not sexy. Like I can't have this conversation, like all this mm. kind of stuff. Like I think personally, like when we hear it, especially if a guy coming quickly, it's more about the fact that, especially when we've heard from women writing in, their main gripe is that most women that write in that say, oh, my partner comes quickly. They're always willing to give a second chance. But when the guy doesn't address it, they just think this is standard. Mm. So it's like, I don't necessarily think it takes the sexiness away. What does second chance mean? Second round? Or? Like it's not necessarily a second round, but like let's say um, a guy's had sex with a girl for the first time. He came quickly, didn't address it. <clears throat> what should he say? If it was me, 
I would be very, very open. Okay. And I think he should just be like, wow, that was fast. Mm. Wow, that was fast. Because yeah. I'm very much elephant in the room always. Mm. That was fast. Yeah, and either it's a compliment to you or it's just like, damn, that was a shit round for me. Yeah, Give me 15, we can run let's, it let's run it back. And even mm. if it happens again, you're just like, Jesus Christ, again? Yeah. And just like the communication of it is endearing and it's, it's attractive. And there's always an opportunity for, for growth and, and just like a stronger connection with the person when that's happening. And it doesn't make it unsexy. It doesn't make it embarrassing. Mm. Like owning shit is, is not, it's not embarrassing. Yeah, owning yeah. shit is not embarrassing. Yeah. It's like denying shit that's that's embarrassing. It's getting caught out on stuff that's yeah. embarrassing. Or not addressing the elephant. Yeah, room, not addressing example, the elephant yeah. and making her be like, bro, that was quick. Yeah. And then he's just like, he's like oh, no, don't put me under. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't blast me like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. So um, finding slight humor in things is not unsexy in the slightest. So that's what I would, that would be my recommendation is just own it. Yeah. Ten, yeah, yeah. Ten toes. That was quick. Shit. I also think it's because if you're having sex with someone, you're obviously having sex with someone. So if you come quick, that person's gonna know you come. You came quick. It's one of those ones where, um, like like James said, elephant in the room, um, and it's all about how how you kind of communicate that with the part. It, it's different if it's like a maybe it's someone that you're not really in a relationship with. You're just like linking or having fun with, as opposed to someone you're in a relationship with. Because if you're coming quick with someone that you're in a relationship with or like you've been seeing frequently, um, then she obviously knows, or he obviously knows that you come quick. Like it's, it's unavoidable. You can see that, like you can feel it, everything. So it's probably down to a communication of, uh, should we try something else instead of like going full sex straight away? Is it a foreplay thing? Is it this, is it that? And I feel like that can potentially one, relax said person. And two, make it more sexier for the both of them because it, like teasing can come into play, things like that. And you know, I feel like that's the best way in my yeah, opinion man. anyway. What do you think the average duration of penetration is? Is, this, is there an actual start or you're just yeah. like- You got start? Oh, okay, cool. Oh. I'm gonna say like, I'm gonna jump in and say like three minutes. Average? Mm. Oh, okay, fair, damn. I was being- You were gonna say 45 or something. No, I was gonna say 15 to 20. This fly is bugging me. <laughs> According to a 2005 Society for Sex Therapy and Research member survey, vaginal penetration with a penis typically lasts for three to seven minutes. And before you think, wow, that's fast. Next time you have penetrative sex, time that bad boy and get back to me. In fact, the Journal of Sexual Medicine asked a bunch of sex therapists for their opinions on how long sex should last for, and their guidelines were separated into four categories. There was adequate, too short, too long, and desirable. Well, adequate sex lasted three to seven minutes and desirable sex, seven to 13. Okay, speaking of desirable, have you guys been seeing those Skims ads with the athletes? And I wanna share a secret right now because I feel like we're close. My celebrity crush is Neymar. So imagine the joy that I felt when I realized that we're wearing the same underwear. And yes, that's kind of cringe, but you know what's not cringe? Having a one-stop shop, one spot. Why do you say that? Having a one-stop spot, chop to find the perfect present for everyone on your list in the Skims holiday gift shop. Sisters, moms, dads, boyfriends, best friends, pets. You know how people get people socks and pajamas because they don't know what else to get them? Well, this is kind of like that, but you'll actually be getting people something that they'll be so grateful for and they can use every day. And speaking of great, check out my Skims holiday haul. 
We're going away with the family, so I wanted to get sets that work for me as a mama and as a sexy mommy later that night. So I got the Fits Everybody Scoop Bralette two pack, the Fits Everybody Boy Short five pack, the Cotton Jersey Scoop Bralette two pack, the Cotton Jersey Thong five pack, and sets for Jared, Lauren, and my niece. I also have to get into the kids collection because yes, Skims is available in sizes extra, extra small, two, four X for women and unisex styles. And they also start a newborn sizing for children's styles. Believe the hype. I've been telling y'all, Skims has over 100,000 five-star reviews for a reason. Skims holiday gift shop is now open at skims.com. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And after you place your order, please go down to the where did you find us menu and select podcasts and choose lovers and friends. That's seven minutes to seven positions to someone. So <laughs> seven minutes to seven Which positions. Which actually is probably pretty problematic as well because that's the thing is that majority of people with vulvas have like a particular position if they can orgasm yeah. that actually does it for them. Mm. So you're worrying about flipping them around because you're about yeah. to bust a nut and yeah. then now you're just digging a hole somewhere that is not going to lead to any water for mm. me. So that's also a part of it too. Like seven minutes doing a lot of this is mm. not even the same as like three focused minutes yeah. on one specific yeah, area. Yeah. How does... How do you weigh that? Would you prefer the three minutes, one position and potentially making you come or the seven minutes of him flipping you around, blah, 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 I'd blah. prefer the three. Okay. I definitely prefer the three minutes, okay. yeah. Fair. I think that like, especially if we could incorporate toys or have that conversation or like trade off with oral sex, like that's the kind of conversations that people should have but are difficult to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say too, what ends up happening a lot, and I know this happens more with like erectile dysfunction, where it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So like if you're worried about getting hard, mm -hmm. you have oh, less- it's never gonna happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're never getting there, 100%, yeah. no way, no way. Cause I can imagine if you say to somebody like, hey, I came quick, let me try it again. Now I gotta try to beat my personal yeah. best oh, yeah, 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 from yeah. 10 so minutes yeah. ago. It's you versus you and it's, it's long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what, it's, uh, the openness of it, that's the thing as well. Like, is it, is it cause, it's also like, for example, going back to the coming quick thing, like if you know that's just a character trait, mm. again, it does help the nerves. The communication is everything. It helps the nerves because then you can implement like, okay, cool. This is how I work. It's going to be one for me, one for you. And mm. um, like, this is just, this is just the game we're playing now. And then again, could be endearing, could be this, and then you'll be more open to trying new things. But yeah, if you are embarrassed then that, I've been in that position of being prideful yeah. and being like, Okay, cool. <laughs> that was nothing. Yeah, yeah let's go again. We'll and then, back. yeah, <clears throat> the mental gymnastics of yeah, being like, yeah. I cannot come quicker. This has to be mm. the best sex she's ever had. Yeah. Yeah, it's too much pressure. It's crazy. Does it work where you can put in mental images that are unsexy to try to slow yourself down? <sighs> it, that doesn't me, necessarily work. For, for me, me, it doesn't really work. It really, really doesn't work. Um, it, work it gives me like an extra 15 seconds, maybe, before I snap back in the room. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really work for me. Um I just pull out, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, if, if, <laughs> just reset. Yeah, pull out and reset. <laughs> that's that's my best go-to. Pull out and go where? Nowhere, just stay there. Just pull out or reset or just or if I'm stroking, I just stop stroking until I listen. <laughs> listen. Yeah, it's literally stop, 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 stop. It's literally that. Don't move, don't like, move, don't move, don't move. And it's annoying because they know that 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 they know that they've got me. Do you know what I mean? And it's, they know they've got me. And that's when, depending on position, that's when they try and like force it. Yeah. And it's like, this isn't beneficial for either of us because it's going to take me X amount of time to run it back. Yes. And Power if, plays. if I'm coming quick, you're definitely not coming. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm trying to make this as enjoyable for the both of us. So let me breathe. Just wait. When I, when I say wait, just please wait. You know, but it's also sexy in the time where she's like, no, just fuck me. You know, and it's just like, all right. Here's your four minutes. Sorry. 
And yeah, that is that is a case of where like again, I'm not too prideful. Like toys galore. Yeah. Whatever helps you get there. Yeah. Let's just get I you. I love the, toys, yeah, galore. Yeah, toys galore. Whatever yeah, helps you get there, let's get there. Yeah, facts. Because I don't need that kind of stress and disappointment. Facts. I'm trying to have a great time. Facts. I wish that more men had that mentality too, rather mm. than feel like it's a replacement. <clears throat> I want to touch more about the importance of humor as a tool because a lot of people don't use it because they feel like intimacy is serious mm. like relating is serious whether you're having an argument with somebody or you're making love to somebody like that's serious times for serious personalities how much do you guys weave in humor into your romantic relationships and sexual relationships i mean humor is not on the top of my list if i'm actively having sex is probably wouldn't come to mind um i wouldn't say that often i i think that's it yeah just not that often i can yeah. see you not doing it very often yeah i'm a I, i'm a uh, pre and post for me, I would say like humor does, it does not, it's not a big role, mm. but definitely like flirtatious, like giggling and that kind of like small jokes in the, like before we build up to something. Um, and then like, I've seen, there's a scene in master of none where, um, Aziz Ansari is like going down on his girlfriend and then like he's under the covers <clears throat> and then he pops up like hi oh, and it, yeah, it yeah. kills the whole <laughs> thing it, it's the funniest thing i've ever seen but it kills it yeah. kills the whole mood yeah um and for some reason that stuck in my head for like years of like whatever you do just don't just don't and, do that don't be funny bro <laughs> yeah um but yeah i i have learned like a nice like getting into it like i like to use humor and then definitely afterwards uh it's like a nice humor is like a great bonding thing for me with a partner uh post-game review yeah all about the fun have you ever had a partner use humor with you? Definitely not during the act. I can remember anyway. Mm. No. I feel like this is a hot take. I feel like a lot of the time, like, female humor sexually is very, like, humiliation founded. Um, so it's never, like, I can't ever imagine, I can't remember for the life of me a scenario where a girl used humor sexually that wasn't, like, based on humiliation. Like playing with the flaccid penis. <coughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and yeah. it's just like not sexy. Yeah, yeah. It's the least sexy. Yeah, it's it's so emasculating. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm open to it. Mm. Um, but I can't. Yeah, I can't ever remember a time where it was just like neutral humor. There was one of my favorite philosophers that talks about like humor is one of the least used tools. Like for example, like when you're in a fight with somebody, sometimes fights are ridiculous, and like making fun of that person lightly sometimes can be like the perfect thing to break the ice. So good. Or it can be disastrous because yeah. that person's sensitive about it. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, I was thinking about like there's been times where I've argued. I could be arguing with a partner, and then she might like she's trying to get a point across, and we're arguing about foolishness, mm. and then she'll be like. And this is why they're and she'll stutter. And as she starts, she's like, oh, oh, oh. oops. <laughs> yeah. Just a little oops. It's okay. You can try again. And then it just everything it just mellows the, the room it, entirely. It, just, it depends though on who you're talking to. So obviously in those scenarios, I'm assuming um one, you know said person, and said person knows you well enough to understand that. I'm not taking the piss out of you. I'm just exactly. trying to, you know, mellow the meaning. This is who I am as a person, and you know that this is who I am as a person. So don't take this personally. But if you could do that to the wrong person, they'd be like, all right, fuck you then. And that's what I'm curious too, because when people write in for you guys, they're obviously writing with a humorous slant. Like that's the goal of it. But it's also cutting straight to the truth. Yeah. So is there some truth to that? That like, hey, take this formula and apply it to your partnerships and you probably would have a lot less resentment and confusion on both sides. I think so as well. Mm. And I think a lot of the time, people don't realize that their situation is funny until we make it funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, because uh, we always try and just find the funny <clears throat> in everything in everything that gets written in. So a lot of the time, people have sent in some some stuff that they think is like super 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 serious, mm. and then once we start playing it out, sometimes we'll role play their arguments and all this kind of stuff. It does actually just like bring the funny to it. Yeah, and um, it doesn't happen as much anymore that we don't get to like run it back and get mm-hmm. the feedback as much mm-hmm. as, as, as we used to. But I know back in the day when we used to, a lot of time it was just like, oh, I loved it. Like, Oh, people would come yeah, back. And people yeah, would come yeah, back yeah, and yeah, be yeah. like, thank you so much. I just, I just love the way that you guys took that. Mm. Um, and it's actually helped me see it. It's not necessarily just like, I think a lot of people write in looking for ammo. Mm. Like they want like, okay, cool. Here's a third person's perspective that you're wrong. Mm. Um, and then you can come there. We'll send it back. And we always, play both sides of the fence yeah so they'll come back and hopefully yeah the feedback we used to get was just like damn okay cool yeah that was just jokes like what you guys did that was just funny um and a lot of time they'll be like yeah me and my boyfriend sat down together and we watched the video um mm. and it was so nice to see just like being playful around the situation maybe realize this is just not that deep i really think that humor can be incredibly impactful in reminding partners why they're on the same team but like Fu had warned you need to be on the same page with it or else you might end up like my mom and dad. Here we are trying to have a serious conversation. We are. And we are having this very serious just conversation. just keep bringing in joke after joke no. or, or reference this isn't but, but is it relevant? Just... If you missed that episode, check it out. It's where myself and my parents talk about why their marriage is similar to Will and Jada's. Also during the episode, I talked about our sponsor, OneSkin. And since then, our exclusive promo code had to change because a coupon site found it and ran it up. So listen close for the new effective code for OneSkin, the revolutionary skin repair pairing formula made with OS-01 peptide. This proprietary peptide is scientifically proven to reduce aged cells, also called senescent cells, a central source of skin aging. Their scientists have shown that it can actually reverse the biological age of skin in their groundbreaking lab research. In a third-party 12-week clinical study, OS-01 face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. And I am one of those users, genuinely, I keep this product in my desk drawer and apply it during the day because I don't need my pillowcase to look juiced up. And I see a difference when I put it on. I feel a difference. So I will continue to re-up on bags. Yes, because once you get the product, all you have to buy after that is refills so you can cut the cost. And if you're interested, head over to oneskin.co and explore how their products can become your skin's new cold weather savior. For a limited time, our listeners can get 15% off with our code LOVERS15 at oneskin.co. Again, oneskin.co. CO is where you go and lovers 15 is the promo code the new promo code i've realized over the years especially when doing um doing this podcast and having um situations sent into us it's literally all about compromising having patience with the partner or your partner and just understanding where they're coming from <clears throat> like you said i might not be wrong she might not be wrong or he might not be wrong but we both see this this topic differently and let's try and come to a compromise and an understanding of each other. So that's the way I see it. And, and I've implemented that in relationships going forward from from like when I was younger. So yeah. I've yeah, I've I've tried my best. I, I heard a quote, I can't remember who it was from. It was I think it was on another podcast where they said like it was talking about like murderers and thieves and all these people and then like taking a judgment stance on like um I don't know how this person could do this. Or if you mm-hmm. see like a homeless person, I don't know how they got, how, how, you, how do you let this happen to you? Mm-hmm. Like if it was me, it could never be me, it could never be mm-hmm. 
And then the quote was like, if, um, if you had lived their life, if you were born in their body and had lived their life and seen the things they think seen and done the things they've done, then you would be in the position that they're in. And it's like, no one is innately a bad person. No one innately yes. makes bad decisions. Mm. Everything is based on the experiences that they've had and the way they see the world um, and just the way they're wired. So like true, I've tried my best, especially yeah, since starting this and reading so many stories. Um, I've tried my absolute best to like, even when I'm angry, just like implement that. This is like, if I was literally in your shoes and I had your life, I would be saying what you're saying. Mm. And if I can truly believe that, then I always think that we can come to some kind of compromise and agreement. I love that you said that. Cause I think that we're now in the time of like the new witch hunt is like narcissist. Yeah. We just go mm. through different times of trying to like dehumanize people. Like this group of people is like really, really bad. And that definition is so broad. So we just burn a bunch of people at the stake just because we don't agree with them. Mm. Whereas if you like walked in their shoes and saw what they saw and experienced it, like most people just want to be loved and understood and get validation and survive. And so there's just different ways of going about doing that. Is there anybody that you, after doing the work that you've done and hearing what you've heard, have retroactively apologized for to? From the show? No, like oh, from your lives? past life. Like, oh, oh man, um, like I had no idea. I read this story and it gave me a perspective that I did not have before. Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I don't tend to track back in the sense of, actually, now that I'm saying it out loud, I feel like there are times where I've um, thought back about a situation that may have happened between me and an ex-partner or an ex-fling or whatever. And I have apologized for for something that I didn't necessarily apologize for at the time, or not even necessarily apologize, but understand their point of view. Um, and I've run it back. I have, yeah. I've just thought about that now, now that you said that, yeah. Well played. Yeah. Well played. I haven't specifically apologized to anyone, um, but I have like come to realize, it was actually quite recently. Um, there's a lot of times where I feel like, that especially I've seen a lot of people write in and they're explaining their situation and they're explaining like, he said this and she said that and he's done this and he's done that. And where I've had uh, a unique, not a unique, but I've had a perspective on it. And I think, and I've always been like, oh, he's, he's doing this because he wants this, this and this. Mm -hmm. And then you'll see comments like, ah, oh, James has like lived a life. And then it made me sit back and realize this is actually like a few weeks ago. It's not even like a long time ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I realized I was like, I actually have had some very toxic traits in like previous relationships. And mm. I know like the patterns that these guys are doing or these girls are doing. And I actually understand it very, very, very well. Mm. And the only reason I understand it is because I actually used to do it and I wasn't even being intentional. Mm. Um, one of the ones that I realized uh, quite recently is I used to have a habit of... Um, using my intelligence to force and like sitting on the grounds of logic trumps emotion. I always used to mm -hmm. sit on the high ground of logic always trumps emotion. So I would be as frustratingly logical in an argument to elicit an emotional reaction so that I could be like, hey, 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 hey. I'm not, I'm not trying mm -hmm. to get into like a, a screaming match with you mm -hmm. here. I'm just gonna like, you can sit in your emotions uh, and I'm just gonna take uh, a responsible step back or you're thrown above. Yeah, 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 exactly. And just like, you can wallow in this emotion stuff. I'm not going to stoop to your level yeah. and I'm going to step out of it. And it was really, really bad. And it was only literally a few weeks ago, a few months ago that I was like, damn, I didn't even know I used to do that. Mm. And it's only like when reading these stories being like, this guy thinks he's slick. I know what he's doing. Yeah. 
for me, and it took, we've been doing it for four years. And it, yeah. like, again, it's taken me four years to realize like the only reason I know that these, these lot are doing this is because I used to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I haven't, I don't have enough specific examples to actually ring someone up and be like, I'm sorry, I used to do this to you. Um, but, and also I'm just not even trying to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not trying to reconnect with any yeah, of these yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's something that I'm, I'm taking moving forward that I, ne- I need to like never, I don't think I do it anymore, but I'm gonna be very conscious of it moving forward. I'm with you, Fuhad, though. Like, there's people I've gone back and apologized to that's like, you're not expecting it. I don't want anything from this, but I just know differently now. Um, there's been a ton of things for me. I think even this, like, light stuff. I used to have a partner who really liked death grip, um, which is, like, a masturbation technique where you squeeze as hard as you possibly can. And okay. I thought everybody liked death grip. Oh, and man. so there was probably a series of, of people that I utilized this technique on. And I might have broke your dick a couple years ago. <laughs> I thought I was doing something special. Yeah, and yeah, sometimes yeah. too, you know, when someone's like, oh, 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 that can be like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah this yeah, is yeah, so yeah. pleasurable yeah, to them yeah. that they need to take a break where it's really like, your I feel like that's, yeah, <laughs> fact, I'm being hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's happened as well. I've, we've read a couple stories um, where we've had like uh, ladies message in and be like, oh, my new boyfriend, like, I, the guys I've slept with before are very much like this, this, and this. And my new boyfriend, like, I feel like something's wrong with him because he doesn't like when I do this. Or he doesn't, I can't even remember specifically, but like, it could even just be like anal play or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't like this. Like, what's wrong with him? Is he just too vanilla? Um, like, is he just like, and a lot of the times they come to like, oh, this is where the G spot is. Like, is he not a real man? Like, it makes he's a bit frigid. Like, he doesn't really like sex the way I do. He doesn't have the same libido because he doesn't like this. And you're like, damn, this is really like, you're actually just taking small bits of information mm. from your, like your very limited experience and then just painting everyone with the same brush. And so like, this is what guys like. If you don't like this, then like- You're weird. Yeah, you're not the guy for me. Yeah. This is this is how my ex is treating me or this is how we did things. If you're not doing it, then like, you're, you're just wrong. What's the response? Like, what's the accurate response? If somebody is not open to what you're open to or they're not meeting you where you are right now sexually. <sighs> Taking our final break here, because I just want to give these gentlemen their flowers and say the next part of the interview is my absolute favorite part. And it started with Fuhad's exceptional answer to that question. So before we get to that, can I share this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So the end of the year is approaching. And while I look forward to the holidays, I start struggling with the who am I meant to be next year questions. And let's keep it real. This time of year can be a lot for a lot of us and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety. So I believe that adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Now you've heard everyone talk about the benefits of therapy by now. And while you've thought about it, you're not sure how to start or what it can do for you. And that is exactly where I was when I used BetterHelp during my second pregnancy. And it ended up being the perfect service for me because it's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I filled out a brief questionnaire, got matched with a licensed therapist. I did one session with that therapist, thought she was lovely, but I was looking for somebody who was more assertive like me. So I switched at no additional charge, and then I matched the therapist that I saw until that I felt I had gained the tools that I was seeking. So you can end your service when you feel called to do so. And that kind of freedom is why I keep better help on my phone in case I ever feel like I need expert help again. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash lovers today and get 10% off your first month. That's better com slash lovers. They're not meeting you where you are right now sexually. I would say, let's take it slow. Let me show me your world slowly. 
and then I might find something that we can that we both like, and then we can slowly start to progress from there. That's the only thing I can say yeah. to be fair. Spectrum. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. There's, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that I think is. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I, innately in my head is like disgusting. Mm. Like for example, like I really like very, 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 very like sloppy head, which is not too far from like, I've seen like, I've heard people talk about like vomit play and stuff like that. Mm. And to me, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's no way. That's yeah. just way too far. Mm. But that's like, that's only like three stages back. Yeah. Yes. Um, to me that, they're two completely different yeah. worlds. And I can, I'm like, I don't know how you could possibly like that. Mm. Like what's wrong with you. But then really, if you break it down, it's like, Oh, it's just a spectrum thing. Like I'm, I'm not too far off. Mm. Like I just need to learn more. And like, like you said, just like introduce me to this world slowly. slowly I'm yeah. sure we can find a middle ground. Even I'm if like, I don't oh. like it the first time or she doesn't like it the first time, like it could be a situation where you're both in the middle, like, fuck it, let's run this shit back again. And we try said thing and I could like it. She could like it. So again, again, like James said, spectrum. I love that. I think that's perfect advice too, because for most people, it took them five years, six years, 20 years to like mm. get to that place where they felt comfortable. And then they expect the other person on the first day that it was introduced to them to be exactly where they're at. Mm. It's like, well, no, you took some time. You watched a lot of porn videos. You did a lot of stuff for you to get to this space. So mm. like, give me some time to catch up. Do you guys, um, and listening to you talk, is just so refreshing because as you probably know, over the pandemic, there was a boom of men who started podcasts around relationships. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was like, I was just yeah. like, his mistakes. Yeah, we've <laughs> suffered for them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts yeah. about um, the way that male sex and relationship podcasters tend to occupy the space? And like, have you made it a point to be different? Good question. I wouldn't necessarily say we made a point to be different. I would just say the way we handle certain situations or dilemmas that are brought into us is the way we'd answer it if the cameras went on. This is our normal personality and this is how we gel as friends. So um, I wouldn't say we changed anything or tried to change a way we would like give advice or anything. It's just, it, what we say is how we are. And that's just, I feel like that's the difference between um, how we have our show and how other people have had theirs in terms of they're actually seeking out to shaming one sex to uplift another. For one, like, I agree with what you said. They're very like dictatorship with the points that you're trying to get across. Mm. And it's like, nah, 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 nah. You guys have got it wrong. Like I need to get in this hot seat so people can finally understand how it should be done. Mm. And we get that a lot of times with like, people message us in and be like, I heard you talking about this. Like, I know you don't know me, but you need to have me on as a guest because you need, I need to put you on, I need mm. to put you on. And it's just like, that you're missing the point entirely. Yeah. Like this is just, our perspective. I, don't, I think a lot of people don't come at it as this is their perspective yeah. and they're not open-minded to be, to think, prove me wrong. Like, I think the way we come at things is like strong opinions loosely held. Like we, we can like argue about something and then very quickly someone be like, oh, that's actually not true because of X, Y, and Z. And we're immediately like, oh, fair. okay, fair, fair enough. enough. <laughs> we're wrong, fair enough. That's <laughs> it's it. like, we're wrong. Um, yeah. And then I think a lot of people are just like willing to fight tooth and nail. Like, nah, this is, this is how I feel. This mm. is how I feel. This is how I feel. And then the more they take it as like, all publicity is good publicity. So they see a, a spike in viewership because they've pissed off like 50% of the population. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Like this works. This let's is blowing up. Like yeah. let's double down. Yeah. And then they take on this like heel character. That's just like dodging punches from everyone. Mm. But just like, you can't take me down. Like, this is how I feel. No one's silencing me. This is how I feel. Mm. And it just creates this like horrible, horrible mentality where everyone's just like, yeah, just unplug the microphones. These yeah. guys are not allowed to speak anymore. 
Yeah, I always find it interesting because similarly, the more that I know, the more flexible that I get and the more loose I am and the more unsure I am, right? The less confident I am. I'm like, ah, that might work, right? Like I could talk to you guys about something and you're like, I would love for someone to do ASMR in my ear. And I'm like, that I stopped doing that because my partner didn't like it. But so I think it's important to have that mindset. So it's, some people come into it becoming more righteous, like more grounded information and more sure that they have all the answers. I th- still think till now, again, just like parroting what you just said, the more we we learn, the less like opinions I really have on anything. Yeah. I'm very, very much, I'm much more open to understand. And I think also my relationship with you has like changed a lot about the way I think, because like going into this, um, we've spent a lot more time together than we ever would before. Yeah. And I like to think that I know him more than pretty much anyone. I've probably spent more hours with you than like anyone on this planet. Yeah. So I like to think that I know this guy and throughout like the four years that we've been doing this, considering we've known each other like 14, 15 years now, mm. just in the last four years, we'll have conversations and he'll say stuff that I'm like, oh, I really like this or I just did this and just that. And I'm like, this isn't you. Like, what, <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about? Like, <laughs> this, this is not my boy. You. Yeah, you don't like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's changing the way I think where I'm like, I think it is all about like just learning to enjoy things as opposed to like, this is what I like. This mm. is what I don't like. And I need to find a partner who ticks these boxes. Mm. I think um, one thing I've learned through these times is there is no real recipe. Like there is no, it only works if she cooks. There is no, it only works if this. Mm. It only, it, like, in my opinion, it only works if you're open to just learning. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people come in there thinking, this is just how I am and I need, I need someone to match to, Yeah, I need yeah. you to be my last Lego piece so we can just yeah. sign this off and just live off forever. Mm. But a lot of it is just a case of, just, just teach me some stuff. Make me laugh, make me feel comfortable and just teach me some stuff. And that's, for me, that's that's all I care about. Where do you guys get slotted into like the gender wars? What, how do people position your podcast? Most of our audience are women anyway. It's like so, 70% women. So I feel like one, they ride for us. And again, we're not, we don't have a specific standpoint on certain topics. Like James said, we will read out a scenario, read out a dilemma or question, and we sometimes role play it out and see, ah, oh, this could work this way or this could work this way. We see both perspectives. And I feel like that's the difference in how we approach situations, whether it be to help someone or in our personal lives. So I agree. I think yeah. a lot of people, um, if anything, use us as a, like a nice respite from the gender wars. Yes. Mm. Just yes. like a break. So, mm. mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice place. Our, our show is more of just like a nice place to chill out yeah. and just to, just, just to clock just, off whew, yeah. and just, and just chill. And like, again, um, <clears throat> we do have like a mainly female audience. Um, and it is nice to just like, just not have a stance or something. Like Fuad said something the other day, which was literally just like the funniest, but like most factual thing like he's ever said. We're doing the, the cock cages thing. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we were, we were someone. Um, what was it based on? It was based on a dilemma, or am I the asshole oh, that someone woman, sent into uh, us and I read out? Yeah, so we were yeah. talking about a, um, a situation where a woman had, had written in. She was worried that um, her, her fiance was gay um, because she found a bag full of like git cock masks. cages and git masks, and he, he has gay friends that he only brings over consistently when she's out of the house and all this kind of stuff. And it was like a nice, light-hearted conversation. And then we started just to get into the conversation of cock cages, and feels like I don't understand, like what's sexy about watching another man put a cock cage on like when we're doing the role play and yeah, like yeah, yeah, let's yeah. say I've got the mask on and I'm just waiting and I'm having to watch him like put this cock cage on it's just like not sexy and then we spoke about okay cool well let's like <laughs> imagine now 
um, your partner's got this cock cage on and he can't get hard. Like mm. if he gets hard, like he's getting punished. And then the more we role played it out, this guy's like, I'm not going to lie. That sounds juicy. That's not, like if I was gay, if I was gay, that sounds juicy. <laughs> Why do you mean? have to be gay? So it's cock cages just to translate what I think it is. It's like back in the Victorian age, they used to put contraptions on penises that if you got hard, you get spiked yeah, exactly. yeah. to stop you from yeah. masturbating. Yeah. But why? Wasn't that hot for like anybody? It is. But I didn't, I didn't um, actually deep what cock cages were for specifically. And so when we were role playing, I was like, oh, I can see why the appeal, the appeal. I can see why that yes. would be a turn on because it's kind, it's a kink. You know what's so fascinating? I didn't know you guys were a majority female audience. Yeah, I just no think because of the fact that this is me being sexist, but so many of your commenters are so funny. So it seems as if they're dudes. Oh, so wow. okay. most of like the roast that you guys get in, like those, com- those are women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Women are funny. There women are funny. Women are, are hilarious. Women are straight to the point. Yeah, and they're, they're brutal. Yeah, they're women brutal. Are cutthroat. Yeah, whenever we have like uh, the responses and like the, the comments and the roast and stuff, yeah. the most brutal <laughs> ones are always women. Yeah. But they're hilarious. Yeah, they are so, funny. Yeah. I wanted to ask about this in closing because I've been thinking about things to do to fill the educational gap in this area. But there's mm. so many people doing great work in this area to fill the educational gap when it comes to sex and relationships. And so, and that continues to grow. But I'm like, the problem is though, that if we continue to put resources out there, it's gonna be majority of women who will interact with them, which at a certain point, it becomes null and void. Like if we're playing basketball together mm-hmm. and you can do every single special move and I can't dribble yet, like we're still on the same team. So mm. you're only gonna be as good as the rest of your teammates. So when men aren't keeping up, they're not learning. They're not opening themselves up to new practices. They're mm-hmm. not trying to learn about therapy or mindfulness or kinks and cock cages. Like how is it, how can we continue to empower women to have better sex if their like counterparts aren't up to speed? Mm-hmm. So how do we get more men actively engaged in these conversations? Like I would like for your audience to be majority men or 50-50. Speaking from personal experience, like a lot of men have trouble being told that like you can be better at sex Mm. just it it, like it feels like they're being told you can be better at being a man Mm. and it's just like there's no way i'm gonna listen to anyone try and tell me how to be more of a man like Mm. i am him like i'm Mm. like no one's gonna tell me anything so i think um a mutual friend of ours is a school teacher and she said uh one of like the most heartfelt like compliments to me um, and she said that like, I made a joke one time on a clip where I said, <laughs> I wanted to suck the skin off your dick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, from the, from, cause you said the you were, food yeah, truck. Cause yeah. I asked him what, what, what was the best Christmas present you could give to me? And then he said like, oh, I'll take you on like, a food truck tour or something like that. And I was like, wow, like I, I would suck the skin off your dick. Um, and she said that she had a, a class uh, full of like uh, year nine, like ninth graders. Um, and then one of them asked, said, oh, if you can I borrow your pencil? And then the other guy said, nah. And he said, bro, I'll suck the skin of your dick, please. Can I have the pencil? And she said, like, you're, that's, there's never been a time where um, you could get teenage boys to express such a nuanced mm. um, version of masculinity and not be chastised for it in the class. Like everyone just laughed and it was all good. And it's like, I've never seen that. I've never seen like adolescent boys act that way Mm. and not be bullied to be called gay be called this Mm. um and it's introducing like a new way of thinking and i think if we could like spread that across the board it will help men in this scenario in terms of like sexual education and just like just being more open and less egotistical and less prideful yeah and just be like it's it's all vibes 
Mm. And if there was ever a time where a man who's respected and looked up to and be like, I, I've been listening to this podcast. She said that if I do this, this, this in my pattern, spoke to the missus, tried it out. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's up. Mm. More of that openness, more situations like that will eventually, it's going to take a while. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm. It's going to take a while, but yeah, I think that will, that will help. It's just having like a man that's respected and isn't also hated by the opposite sex. Like, <clears throat> I think I'm talking, by the way, feel free to jump no, in. No, 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 There's no, a no. lot of times where like showing vulnerability and like, like I said, like a more nuanced version of masculinity can have the opposite effect um, from like females, for example. They could be like, oh, this is, this is not a man. Like, this could never be my man. My mm. man can never go online talking about yeah, the yeah, sex yeah, education yeah. classes. Yeah. So I think it's like a nice balancing act of like, first of all, having a man that is sought after from the opposite sex, being open and vulnerable and showing that like, it's, it's, it's okay. It's, it's all okay. It's all good. It's okay. We're good. Yeah. And then that will hopefully kind of break that wall down a little bit. I, I want to put some like sentimental music behind that. Suck like the skin off your dick story. Cause you meant it to be heartwarming, but like the context was really crazy. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was special. Exactly. exactly. Um, well, in the final then, what would be your pitch for more men? Well, let me ask you one, one question, one question. What was the real raw truth? What initiated you to get incentivized to start learning in this space? I think it happened by accident. Um, yeah. I would say it definitely happened by accident. Um, I feel like, like I said earlier, the more questions and dilemmas we receive from people, I think the more I learn about myself in terms <sighs> of, because of the, when you start to give it, let me start again. I'm a very, very, I would say I'm a very good listener and I like to give advice. Or oh, I'd like to think I give good advice, but nine times out of 10, even up to like last year, I would never take my own advice. Do you see what I'm saying? So I feel like it's helped me learn more about myself, especially when I have to relate what I've said for someone else into my personal life. And it does take time because I have to one, take the pride out of it, take the ego out of it. I understand what I, what I do and say affects my said partner at the time. So yeah, I've learned a lot more by quote unquote, helping other people about myself. If you looked into that camera and just did a campaign to all men generally, from two sought after men that are well, well respected, not hated okay. by women, you might be the best candidates for this. So to encourage more men to get curious about being better romantic partners and sexual partners, what would you say? I hate, like, I would say, okay, cool. This is what I would say. Being into all kinds of kinks mm. and being into, being experimental and open-minded sexually sounds like the most fun shit there is to do. Mm. I don't, I don't, I can't, like when I hear people talk about like, ah, I have a foot fetish. Do you know how jealous I am that people can just look at a foot mm. and get turned on? Mm. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm. Like it's, that's amazing. Mm. That's, that's insane. So like take that mentality and let, let's just be turned on by everything. Yeah. And then we're all in for the best, the best time of our lives. Listen to your partner, take ego out, take pride out and just, yeah. Just, just, you will live a fulfilled life, man. <laughs> you will live a fulfilled life, honestly. Facts. So I have nothing else to say. Hopefully it lands, but yeah. I, I, doubt, <laughs> hopefully hopefully lands, lands. But I doubt it will. Yeah. We'll try our best again. <laughs> we'll just keep trying. We'll run it back. <laughs> Thank you so much to James Duncan and Fuhad, who 
I'm not going to say his last name because it was hard to find. I actually had to find it through Reddit, which makes me feel like maybe he just prefers to be like Madonna or Beyonce. And that's exactly what these gentlemen are to me. Um, they are the Beyonce of of their podcast space. Just in, I just really just enjoy them. And I do believe they are coming to America to do a tour. I think that's why they came here was to do American-based podcasts to grow, grow their audience here so that they can legitimize coming here to tour. That might be a rumor, but I feel like it's true. And if you want it to be true and you live in North America in specificity, go follow them um, and delight in their content as I have had the privilege of getting to do. All right. Speaking of privilege, kind of, sort of, um, or speaking of, no, this is not privilege. Speaking of sticking my nose where it doesn't belong, I um, would like to talk to the no for sure women whom I don't have a personal relationship with. I've met them both before on a couple of occasions and I emailed them to ask if they would be a guest in the podcast while I was still pregnant with Zaya. So they didn't get a response back, but they're popping, they're busy. They have a successful um, show, which is why I wanted to respond to them because I once had a successful venture with my best friend and it was one of the best, most enriching times of my life. But what happens when something, you start something because you have a good relationship and it starts being very successful and good, it becomes very difficult to talk about the actual hard stuff between you because you've entered into this like fantasy culture where the two of you just shit rainbows together. Um, so I saw a clip where basically they'd gotten to a place where one of them was like, we can keep doing the podcast, but I just don't want to be friends anymore. And the other one was saying, well, I don't want to do the podcast if we can't be friends. And y'all, if that wasn't some deja vu. I distinctly remember this conversation we had really towards the end where you said, I think I want to end the friendship, but I want to continue the business. And I said to you, you wanted the opposite. I don't want to do business, do business with you, but I want to be friends. I know we've literally, that's how much we were like not on the same page. So when I reflect back on what happened between Andrea and I is that we had developed a friendship that felt like us against the world. And those girls are wild was really based on that. Like we're crazy, but we get each other nobody else understands us, but we understand each other. So when we started to have instances where we didn't understand each other. We started to have instances that felt like you versus me, which, hey, that naturally happens in any dynamic. It was so foreign to the culture that we had built that both of us just stayed silent about them. And so we ended up just collecting these slights silently. And when one day Andrea brought up a slight to me, it felt like Pandora's box is open. And I was like, oh, you have a problem? And I just open fired on her wrongfully all of the things over the years, over our time of working together that I had felt like she had done that had harmed me or that had hurt me. And that left us with this mountain of issues between us. And when we looked at it, we were like, we can't get past this. So we walked away. Now, this isn't how the story ended. Obviously, we reconciled. And she's been in the podcast a couple of times since then, but it was very painful and it was years and years of not talking. It was somebody who I considered to be my friendship soulmate that I would go to events and not even acknowledge for some time. And that really, really hurt. So if I was to give advice to myself when we had that mountain between us, obviously the advice I would give is to not let it get to that place. 
um, and to create a culture where you can bring these things up and know that because it is you against the world, it can be you against those problems. You don't ever have to feel like this person is out to harm you because you know in your heart that's not true. And if you don't get that affirmation from that person, sometimes you can forget that that's true. So those conflict check-ins can actually be really helping and nurturing and enriching for the relationship. And they can affirm how much you are on each other's side versus do the opposite. I wish I knew that. But if I didn't get that lesson and I waited all the way until that mountain was between us, what I would have done is I would have said, Andrea, get together your best list of five or 10 things that I have done to piss you off or hurt you. I wanna get my best list of five or 10 things. Um, and I'm gonna say that like from this point on, I'm just gonna put everything that matters on this list. If it has to be 50, whatever. We're both gonna agree upon a number and we're gonna come prepare with that list. Then we're gonna lock ourselves in a room jury style and we're not gonna leave until we get through this list. And the way that we're gonna get through this is I'm going to share my gripe. I'm going to read it out. I'm gonna explain the way that I feel and we're gonna talk about it until you can repeat back to me why this bothered me and why it hurt me. And you can actually put yourself in my shoes and see it from my perspective. Once we've done that, we're gonna to go to your gripe. You're going to read it to me and say, here's what you did, here's how I felt. And we're gonna go back and forth. I'm gonna excuse myself, I'm gonna ask questions. She's going to repeat herself a billion times. She's gonna share new stuff. But in the end of that dialogue, I have to be capable of repeating back verbatim how she feels and why. I have to be able to see it from her perspective. And we're gonna go through that list. And once we've gone through it, then we're gonna assess whether or not we have a shot at being together still. And I think for me, if Andrea and I did that years ago, we would have continued on with our work. And who knows where we would have been today. Um, or as Andrea and I now say, maybe in some ways that really did push us to go further into our passions. You know, Andrea and I, um, worked together on this baby, but the truth of the matter is she was an actor and I was a sex educator and we were trying to find our middle, but there really was no middle between that. There was um, a mutual respect, but we should have gone on different vocations at that time. We didn't have to end the friendship though. So I will say that in either case, it's just worth it just to try one last ditch hard effort and I wouldn't even suggest having a therapist or a mediator there because that can just serve as a person who you're looking to, to say, well, who's right and who's wrong. That's not important. It just matters that I'm your friend and I can understand where you're coming from. And you're my friend. You can understand where I'm coming from. All right. My voice is getting hoarse and you guys are my friends and you know where I'm coming from. It's been a long day. It's nighttime outside. I gotta take my ass inside, look after my kids, love on my husband, have some dinner, have a blast and think about what we're gonna talk about next week because I love talking to you guys and I hope that you do too. And if you do, I'll see you again. Bye. Lovers and friends. Uh, I'ma take you on a trip, baby. I don't pretend. I say, lovers and friends. Uh, I'ma hold you down, down to the end. I say, lovers and friends. Uh, lovers and friends. Yeah, and I say, lovers and friends. Uh, I'ma hold you down, down to the end. I say, I'ma wax that, I'ma tax that Bring it back so you can mac that, pack that Where you going, press play, podcast streaming Got you going all day, talking about the good, good Girl, you know you look good, sex, dreaming, sex, feeling understood Yeah, you finding out he no good But if you listen, pay attention, you gon' find out how to make a miss it Got a ticket, baby, you just lovers and friends 